Hi, this is Stephen Murray, the founder and co-CEO of Bingemol, and welcome back to Entertaining the Future. It's been a busy few months of building and developing some extremely exciting new things for Bingemol, which has meant that I've been pretty quiet here. I hope that today's episode will shine a little bit of light on what I've been up to, but I also hope that it will be the start of, once again, sharing thoughts and ideas about how we are working together to change the entertainment industry forever. Thanks for your patience, and let's get into it. Today's episode is called Building the Next Wave of Cinema, How Storytellers Will Spark the Next Great Revolution in Entertainment. Back in 1969, Maverick cineast Francis Ford Coppola, the director of The Godfather and Apocalypse Now, among many others, brought together a group of pioneering filmmakers, artisans, and innovators that included George Lucas, John Milius, Walter Murch, Caleb Deschanel, and others to form a completely different kind of film studio. He called it American Zoetrope. Alongside contemporaries Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, Brian De Palma, and Dennis Hopper, Zoetrope blazed a trail in the art of storytelling. Steven Spielberg described it like this. It was a wave. It was not, not unlike the French New Wave. This was kind of like an American New Wave. In the late 60s, many felt the studios had become bloated, creatively lazy, and were therefore vulnerable to disruption. Sound familiar? So this band of rogue storytellers saw an opportunity to change the way movies were made. Here's how Martin Scorsese remembered that moment. We saw the light in the door beginning to appear. And so we just ran, we ran and we kicked off, we put our feet in the door, you know, we, we just struggled and fought our way in. The parallels to this new wave in the 60s and 70s, to what is happening in the business of film today, are frankly mind-blowing. But while the similarities are obvious, perhaps the biggest difference between then and now is the fact that Coppola and his fellow dreamers, in spite of all the passion and vision to change the way stories were told, were inevitably forced to release their work through the old Hollywood-controlled systems of marketing and distribution. Sadly, this meant that the very machine they were rebelling against was still completely in control. Back then, that control stemmed from the industry's stranglehold on the channels of marketing and distribution. In fact, it was that power which enabled them to dictate the economics of storytelling for a century. As such, the legends of the American New Wave built a revolution only to hand all of their rewards and ultimate control back to the studios. But today, today is different. Today, as theatrical sales continue to collapse and streamers are buying fewer and fewer films, the industry's grip on marketing and distribution is faltering. Once again, filmmakers and their financiers can see the light beginning to appear around the door. Film 3 helps those creators kick that door down. But without the ability to reach the masses to create real scale, the solutions Film 3 offers creators will suffer the same fate as the American New Wave, being completely beholden to the old system and their economics. It's time for the next wave of cinema. You know, the promise of Web 3 broadly and Film 3 specifically is to shift the balance of power from the networks to the creators and the communities they build. That idea is revolutionary. And while technology is a major part of this revolution, the reality is that Film 3 is more of an idea, a moral construct. In truth, the industry could have simply decided to value creators more a century ago. They just didn't. 
But the originators of Film 3, this burgeoning community of creators and builders, have decided to change the way it works. Not just creatively, although Film 3 certainly has the ability to amplify voices that might otherwise not be heard, but also in the way the films are made, marketed, and sold. The idea of Film 3 is to enable creators to build a community that does everything from co-finance to collaborate on the creation of new IP. The current focus is to build that community by attracting early collectors of lush, multifaceted NFT-powered experiences that can increase in value as a project grows. Ideally, the money that comes from these collectibles goes directly to the creators and helps finance the creation of a film. Even as these collectibles are traded, creators can receive a royalty on every transaction. Okay, I'm going to pause here for a second because the idea of creator royalties has suddenly become a major issue, and addressing it here would require that this podcast uh, would be quite a bit longer than it already is, but I promise to cover this topic soon. So while all of these ideas are truly transformative, there are major challenges that must be overcome. Okay, first, a quick bit of context. One of the biggest reasons movie theater box office sales are down is because of a dramatic shift in consumer behavior. The simple truth is, a night at the movies is a pain in the ass. It is what we call in the business world high friction. It requires getting in the car and driving to the theater. It's expensive and you have to buy tickets for the whole family. You have to find seats together. You have to pay too much for popcorn. You can't pause for bathroom breaks. And of course, there are people talking, looking at their phones, people coughing. You get the idea. That friction and expense has led to a dramatic decline in overall ticket sales and the virtual decimation of theatrically released, story-driven, independent films. So how does this relate to Film 3 NFT-focused strategies? The answer is simple. Friction. Let's not kid ourselves. Onboarding non-Web3 savvy, non-NFT-initiated consumers is a nightmare. And that doesn't even take into consideration the less-than-stellar reputation that crypto and NFTs have at the moment. Estimates of the total number of current NFT holders varies wildly, but most seem to land in the range of as few as 500,000 to as much as 1.5 million NFT holders on the entire planet. It is an extremely small number. And by the way, I, I welcome anyone to correct me on these numbers. I'd love it if that data I've seen is wrong, but still, man, that's really small. So any plan that includes building a community of NFT holders to raise money to produce a feature film desperately needs to look at increasing the overall number of NFT holders in the space or come up with ways to make onboarding way lower friction. But man, that's a heavy lift that requires a lot of money, resources, and an intricate understanding of the technology required to accomplish it. Not typically things that most filmmakers have in their toolbox. Secondly, and this might rub some people the wrong way, but the truth is there are way more people who simply want to watch a movie than there are those who want to be collectors. Whether we like it or not, most people don't buy a movie to keep on their shelf or keep it stored on a hard drive. And with the exception of certain genres, most of which are primarily owned by the studios, the market for related art and collectibles still falls well short of the broader audiences who simply want to watch and move on. This all serves to reduce the viability of NFTs as a fundraising device. 
look, it's certainly not impossible. Their example, like the amazing Miguel Faust's Cayadita and Julie Pacino's Keepers of the Inn, who are both in pre-production on films fully financed by NFT sales. The question is whether those are anomalies or are they the norm? I would suggest for now that filmmakers should think of their NFT strategy as something other than a way to raise the money for their movie. Maybe instead, they should focus on making their community into something that attracts professional financiers to their project, not as the primary funding source. A little history to frame this idea. Back when I used to own record companies, we used what were commonly referred to as street teams as one of the most important, genuine forms of marketing for our artists. We'd give a kid in Dubuque a hat with our record company logo on it and say, go tell all of your friends about this band and we'll give you free merch and backstage passes and things like that. It worked incredibly well. We got essentially free, targeted, word-of-mouth marketing, and the kid in Dubuque got to flex to all of his friends that he worked for a record company. It was a win-win. So here's an idea. NFT street teams. What if a filmmaker's NFTs were the new logo hats? What if the point was to turn a community not just into collectors, but into amplifiers? What if you could empower them to tell their friends that they're in the movie business and their job is to get as many people as possible aware of and interested in the movie, even before it's been produced? Why is this important and how does it help me raise money for my film, you may ask? Simple. And it's the same reason Hollywood has been mining IP from video games and comic books for 30-plus years. Communities of fans who are virtually certain to pay to watch the movie are solid gold. A community that is actually incentivized to amplify the project is even more valuable. Showing that you have a vibrant, active community around your project is a form of risk mitigation that is very attractive to professional financiers. But we can take it even further, and that is the heart of Next Wave Cinema. What if these NFT street teams and the creators themselves were given a way to eliminate traditional Hollywood's complex web of middlemen, the people who take the vast majority of revenues? By giving all stakeholders, whether they are producers, writers, directors, actors, soundtrack artists, influencers, or NFT street members, the ability to market and sell the movie directly to their Web2 social media followers, we can prove there's an audience for the film. We can reach that audience where they are, whether that's Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. We can reach them with a genuine, proven, talent-to-fan, fan-to-friend recommendation model. We can offer a low-friction way for fans to discover, rent, and watch the movie. No more endless searching on Netflix. And that will dramatically reduce the cost of traditional marketing. We can enable creators, collaborators, and NFT holders to share in one revenue with blockchain-powered transparency. And finally, we can enable those financiers to recoup their investments in production and marketing faster from one, and again, with complete accounting transparency. Look, having been in the entertainment industry my entire career and focused on the issue of financing, marketing, and distribution for independent films for the last 15 years, I can tell you that there are literally billions of dollars sitting on the sidelines ready to finance your movie. But as I often say, they are waiting because they are not in the business of creating a wave. They're in the business of riding it. That means it's up to us to build that wave. That is what Next Wave Cinema is all about. 
I have never been more certain that if we, as the early adopters and pioneers of Film 3, work together, we can literally change the entertainment industry forever. So, are you in? Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode of Entertaining the Future. You can see Next Wave Cinema in action, by the way, by going to bingeable.net slash channels to see how fans are marketing and selling movies through their own VOD channels. Or you can get a bingeable channel of your own by going to signup.bingeable.net. Thanks again for listening. My name is Stephen Murray, and please make sure that you hit the like button, that you comment, that you share. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to Entertaining the Future. It's free. It's full of lots of insights and really cool conversations and thoughts about everything that's going on in this truly transformative moment that we call Film 3 and Next Wave Cinema. I'll talk to you again soon.